the less you care about what you say on air and the less you care about getting cancelled. But those of us with mortgages do actually mm. care about uh, keeping our jobs. Well, yeah, just because you don't care, Jav. It's a prison of your own choice. <laughs> You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you're joining us and welcome to episode 126, I think it is. 131. Guys, just like listening to Bullseye, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> of the Host Unknown podcast. Welcome one and all. Uh, how are we doing, dear listeners? We hope you are well and haven't had uh, too much of a tumultuous week in... Uh, uh, under our new Prime Minister here in the UK. <laughs> this week's Prime Minister. This week's Prime Minister Prime... for October. That's right. That's right, yeah. He got a twofer in October. <laughs> you know, my favourite Jack... meme... I mean, there's been so many memes going around about this, and one of my favourite ones, like, NIST has updated their guidance to say change your password whenever Britain gets a new PM. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jav, um, how are you? Anyway, how's your week been? Uh, in fact, you've been a birthday boy this week, haven't you? Uh, maybe. Oh, yes. The how big old are you? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you the stop big counting after a while, it don't a, you? It was a big one. <laughs> it wasn't a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. It Lots more uh, grey hairs. <laughs> was it really the big one? 50? No. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> what was it? 40. Come on, how old are you, Jav? 51. This is, this, is like the, this is like the the episode numbers, isn't it? Like, what episode are we on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you two are just like that. Yeah, one e- undercounts, except one Dandy's not coy about the episode number. You are coy about your, your, your birthday. You blush in there or something. Never <laughs> no, ask a lady I'm, or jab their age. No, I'm just so miserable as to how quickly <laughs> life has gone by and how I'm at <laughs> yeah. this age. He always knew he would get old. He just didn't realise how quickly it would happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Title of my autobiography. And sex tape. So what yeah. did what did you get for, for your birthday? What 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 was your biggest and best present? My biggest and best pres- best presents. Uh, there were two. And they come from two of my best friends. One was this massive jar of halal jelly sweets which is um, nice. may- maybe halfway done, <laughs> done now. Oh, <laughs> uh, halal, brother. Oh, halal. And the other one was this tiny desktop retro arcade game with like over 150 retro games in it, like Street Fighter <laughs> and uh, all those sorts. And it's absolutely brilliant. I'm, I'm like, I, I turned it on and the, the soundtrack is just like all the original games and I'm like 12 year old again. And uh, the brilliant <laughs> thing is you can actually hook it up to your TV and you can play it on your TV. It's just brilliant. <laughs> Epic. All I can say is whatever Andy tells you, they were both my idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I got a nice um, payment in my account from pegging RS refunds or something. It was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just as you were going to uh, take it to uh, some official source, official place to get your. Passport exactly. Get my set up a new bank account in uh, in another country and uh, show that I have funds coming in uh, on a regular basis from uh, pegging our us. <laughs> 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 Why 
Well, I mean, I, you've, you've, you've never had your eyes water for so cheap, is all I can say. <laughs> oh, dear. And has, how, how has your week been, Andy? Has it been nice and, you know, eye-wateringly easy for you? Uh, it has, you know what? I will um, tell you an issue I've been having with my boiler, right? Um, because right, this is a boiler I got replaced in February. And uh, every evening... Like it's like the heating comes on all day long, no problem. Like once it drops below a certain temperature, heating comes on. Gets to the evening, doesn't come on. And it just won't come back on. I have to switch it off, reset it, then I have to force it on downstairs, like override it. And uh, this has been happening for a couple of weeks. And I'm like, look, I bought this boiler brand new in February. Right, there should not be any issues with it. So uh, this afternoon, plumber, you know, he's in the area. He says, look, I'm in the area. Do you want me to come out? I'm like, yes, please. Hot plumbers so are in out. your area. Exactly. <laughs> so he's um, he's checking it and he can't see anything wrong with it. Like he's taking the whole thing off. He's like everything is firing up. All the diagnostics are fine. He's like, he said this is a real head scratcher. I can't figure out what's wrong. I'm like, trust me. Every evening, same issue. Like I have to switch it off. Like for an hour, doesn't come back on. So I have to override it. He's like, okay, he goes, uh, go upstairs, do the, um, he goes, put it on, you know, like permanent now, just stick it on 24 hours. And I'm like, okay. So I come upstairs, look at the timer. I've left it on once. So the timing only comes on once a day, which is the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Completely forgot about this programmer up here, like where you either set it once a day, twice a day, or leave it on 24 hours. And, uh, oh. yeah so i quickly put it on twice went back downstairs said right you know i can't figure out what the issue is mate it's, it's exactly <laughs> as it's supposed to be but what i'll do is like next time it happens i'll give you a call <laughs> <laughs> oh but, man uh, between yeah. jav's back passage and your boiler i don't know you know you two you're struggling with your adult adulting aren't you <laughs> and to, oh, i guess talking of adults how was your week <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. First, well, I had Monday off. Um, was nice. doing some um, playing around with some green screen photography with my uh, photographer friend. Um, okay. So I, I, I bunged a few pictures up on on Instagram, uh, just just to sort of because we were messing around. Um, and then yeah, back at work. So there's <laughs> plenty to do, plenty going on. Uh, quite a busy, quite a busy week really. And, no uh, uh, incident adjacent. Events occurring no, this week. None at all. None at all. <laughs> I, I have no idea what you're talking about. For our <laughs> listeners, would you I'm... like to pimp out your Instagram account? Oh, uh, yeah, it's at Tom Langford, I think. Um, I think you can find Tom on most socials uh, at Tom Langford, can't you? Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. In fact, I think YouTube, they're, they're just doing handles now, aren't they? They are. They I are, saw yeah. something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although they good, sent, I've got a different handle on every social media. So they they yeah. sent me the, the email saying, you can choose your handle now. Click here. You click there and it says, we'll be telling you soon when you can choose your new handle. <laughs> standard Google. Standard Google. Pain in the bum. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's been a, been a nice week. Uh, going to Comic-Con in London on Sunday, which should be oh, good. Wow. Yeah. Taking take um, a daughter and a friend and a, a friend of mine as well. So we, we should be having a good one. Nice. Yeah, when did you get the tickets for that? That's been uh, a while back. Last it? weekend. Oh wow! Literally last okay. weekend. Yeah, yeah. We just oh, got yeah, just right. got it for Sunday though. Um, right. So yeah, my, my 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 daughter and her friend are going in uh, cosplay. So I told her I was as well. I'm going as Captain Underpants. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh man, it's going to be horrific when they realise you're not joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, shall we see what we've got coming up for you this week? Uh, this week in Infosec reminds us of the world's most popular operating system. Rant of the week is a story about big corporations exploiting workers and hard-working security professionals alike. Billy Big Balls is a story about when a company realised they had the intel all wrong. Industry News brings us the latest and greatest security news stories from around the world. And Tweet of the Week is a response which is not wrong. And news just in, Billy Big Balls is also <laughs> about the password killer. Yes. That's what you get when you're typing halfway through. Exactly. Yeah, not impressed. Not impressed. Anyway. Slight lag there. Slight lag on the uh, edit. I know, I know. <laughs> Shall we move on to uh, our favourite part of the show? Indeed. It is the part of the show and our favourite part. It's the part that we call... This Week in InfoSec. It is that part of the show where we take a stroll down InfoSec memory lane with content liberated from the Today in InfoSec Twitter account and further afield. And so our first story takes us back... 53 years and as I read this story it makes me realise that um, we did this story this time last year as well when it was only 52 years <laughs> and it is when you know, this the is, it's the beauty of this section it we've is actually, only got to get 52 pieces of news I know I think we can actually just start editing them in now I don't yeah, need to uh, right. be doing this each week yeah. uh, so 53 years ago on the 29th of October 1969 the first message sent over the ARPANET was from Leonard Kleinrock's UCLA computer, uh, sent by student programmer Charlie Klein at 10.30pm to the second node at Stanford Research Institute's computer in Menlo Park, California. The message was simply low, but not on purpose. Uh, so <laughs> the message text was actually supposed to be the word login, uh, and the L and the O letters were transmitted, but the system then crashed. <laughs> Hence the uh, the literal first message over uh, ARPANET was low. Um, but about an hour later, having recovered from the crash, the uh, computer affected a full login and more history was made. And the message GIN was sent. <laughs> Yeah, gin. Yeah. Gin. Low, low gin. Oh, dear. But, yeah, no, 53 years to uh, think that, wow. um, you know, where we've come from in that time. Yeah, via a whole bunch of AOL CDs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, one of the best marketing campaigns in the world, yeah. that was. Genius. Genius. Uh, alas. Our uh, second story takes us back... 21 years to the 25th of October Definite 2001. calculator sounds for that one. <laughs> exactly. So this is when Microsoft released the operating system Windows XP, uh, which was the successor to both Windows 2000 and Windows NE, um, designed to unify the Windows NT line and Windows 95 line of operating systems. 
Um, but the great thing about this is that Windows XP was not replaced by Microsoft until January 2007. So seven years later when they released the next update, which was Windows Vista. Um, however, with a nearly six-year run and the public debacle surrounding the release of Windows Vista, um, XP actually remained the world's most popular operating system until August 2012. It's, it's incredible. Um, I mean, six years alone is a great run, let alone 11 years, right? And it's not surprising. Yeah. It, was, it was a brilliant operating system. Yeah, and it's still used in a lot of ATMs today, isn't it? Yeah, As, yeah. Uh, friend yeah. of the show... Um, ATM hacker Leanne Galloway will um, attest uh, as she takes them apart. But it was it was as solid as hell. You could use it for business or games or both. Yeah, good it was compatibility. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They kept on building on it. I remember when it suddenly got um, multi uh, monitor support. Although you had to put an extra monitor card in graphics there. card, graphics <laughs> card. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got a picture of of my desk with you know two mahusive. CRTs on it, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> because I could. Um, but yeah, it was such a good operating system. Had they not ended support for it, I think it still would be probably the most yeah. popular operating system. Well, it was, wasn't it? That was a big thing when they ended support and then they went into, you know, extended support for yeah. <laughs> And everyone's like, no, it's too soon. We can't move <laughs> off it. And it's like, guys, it's been 12 years. <laughs> yeah. but, but Vista was awful. Oh, Vista, yeah, I mean, I, I think it was one. supposed. Was it was it written from the ground up, or was it just another bolt-on? Because it was overly complex. It really hit the CPU, you know, and the, hit the um, the hardware really hard. It didn't run half the stuff that you used to be able to run really easily. No. It was it was just horrible. I remember installing it on like a water cooled um, PC that I built, and it struggled. To get anything, you know, it had this scoring system, didn't it? About, you know, how the performance index and struggling to yes. get it above, you know, t three out of ten. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it was short-lived, Vista, wasn't it? I think they kind of try and forget it, erase it from the history books. Yeah, a bit like Windows ME. I think Vista was the equivalent <laughs> yes. of Windows ME. I'd actually forgot about forgotten about Windows. So it wasn't. Um, so you say me? Wasn't it supposed to be Windows Millennium Edition? Like I think ME, it. Yeah, I think it, it is because yeah. it was ninety five, ninety eight, then ME Millennium Edition, and yeah. then um, and then finally XP. But as as you say, it was Windows two thousand and the NT stuff all coming together. Yeah, two thousand in the office, ME at home. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that was it. That was it. Or just XP yeah. everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Alas. Good times, Microsoft. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Excellent. Thank you for that one, Andy. This week in InfoCert. You're listening to the double award-winning host unknown podcast. <laughs> I thought that was going to say, how do you like them apples? Has Tom dropped off? Oh, whoops. Right, <laughs> let's get on to our double header of a rant of the week, because I can't work out which one annoys me the most. Um, it is time for... Listen up! Rant of the week. It's time to mother rage! So, I'm, 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 I'm doing two, and it's, it's all about... 
the big corporations exploiting people. So the first one, and I know you two, you two are you know fans of TikTok and all that sort of thing, and and um, you know, and Andy, I know you very regularly say, and I I I tend to agree that TikTok is not the enemy in most places. It's uh, you know, it's just doing providing a service that people want. Um, no worse than Facebook, and in fact, in many cases, much much better. But uh, a Colombian ex-moderator for TikTok has said that she was required to keep her webcam on all night, was paid $10 a day and had to scroll through child abuse and gun violence materials um, in order to keep her job as a moderator. Now, what is interesting is it doesn't look like she was actually employed directly by TikTok, but by a company called Teleperformance. So maybe our ire should be aimed at Teleperformance first and then TikTok for not managing uh, uh, their third parties better. Right. So just to be clear, the rant is that she was paid $10 an hour. A day. A day. Far too much. I agree with you. This is disgraceful. I know. I know. <laughs> For like 50 cents, if, if a kid can make me my Nike trainers for 50 cents a day, then this is, you know, sitting in front of a computer for 10 or a day. I'm sorry, have I got this one confused with your Billy Big Balls, Jav? I mean, that seems to be what normally happens here, right? <laughs> no, but here you go. So, so this was, uh, while it was a, you know, I believe it was a working from home gig, as it were. Uh, and I know Colombia's probably, you know, not got the highest pay ranges, but it seems like $10 a day is pretty low in any kind of yeah. you know, modern society. Yeah. She had to keep her webcam on continuously. They also told her that no one should be in view of the camera and she was only allowed a drink in a transparent cup that was on her desk. This seems rather Machiavellian, doesn't it? It seems like... Why does there need to be that level of well, I wouldn't even say security, but you know, massive, massively intrusive oversight? It's 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 pretty poor, if you ask me. So and um, you yeah. know, maybe it's uh, there's there's a cultural thing that we're missing here from you know teleperformance as an organisation and the countries it operates in, but it doesn't seem like it's um, you know respectful of of you know human rights uh, in any way, shape or form. And this is, um, do you know what? When you do third party assurance, this is one of the things. You know, when you're working with subcontractors or you know suppliers, vendors. This is why it's more than just about security, and you know you should be checking their human rights. Yes. Um, you know we talk about ESG and all that kind of stuff, and there's a reason for it because when you do this diligence on people you're working with, um, because to your point, you started off talking about TikTok. This is reflecting bad on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and in in the meantime, I did actually um, look up the average monthly wage in Colombia, uh, which is two hundred and forty six dollars. Um, so if I say that, you know, she's doing five days a week, she should be being paid at least $12.30 per day yeah, rather right, than yeah. $10. So slightly under average, this uh, salary, which is kind so of the salary, it's shocking for us. Uh, we're, you know, we're used to 10 or an hour. Probably. Sure. Uh, but, um, well, come on, Jeff, let's be honest. You I haven't know. seen that sort of salary for a long time, right? <laughs> 10 or an hour. You're more like 10 or a minute. He doesn't even pay his builders that, you know. I know. 
because he, he just lets next door pay for them. Yeah, Jav doesn't get out of bed for less than 15k. Uh, you know, to, to pick up the phone, it costs 15k. You know what? Speaking of the builders, I, I told I was telling my, my, my family that oh, I only paid the neighbor 200 for the for the for the drive to be done at the back. And they're like, why so little? And I said, oh, he, he must be related to Andy. Because like, that's what Andy does. He just pays for all his neighbor's work. To be done. <laughs> <laughs> did you have any trees taken down while you were at it, Jeff? You know what? He did say, if there's anything else you want while the builders are here, and I'm actually considering like asking him to paint the outside as well, because it needs a new... Let's do it. So, Might yeah, as well do it. May, maybe like £2.50 should cover that, I think. <laughs> Tenner. Okay, I'll give him ten dollars. How about that? <laughs> In line with Colombian average wage. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's uh, not good, and TikTok needs to do better. Although I get a feeling that TikTok probably won't care. In fairness, uh, but we shall see. We shall see. And the second well, you one. you say that? Oh, well, so I was going to say it's quick. A lot of the old uh, sweatshops. Do you know, like the the Primark and you know yeah. whatever the budget closer, they got shamed into using um, you know the sort of vendors that they were using. You know, once this sort of thing was exposed, they were sort of. But shamed they're not into... owned by China. True. Oh yeah, coming back to the good point. Yeah, you got the old sweatshops and. Um... Yeah. 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 To be fair, they could probably. This is one of these things they could probably do cheaper in region. Well, why China could. outsourcing? <laughs> Yeah. What the hell? They'll just but round they some people up off the streets that. outside a Chinese embassy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. I, I suppose that there's something in about not giving your own citizens emotional damage by watching this content. And this content is like, I've, I've pasted another link. It's like from last year. Uh, it's a BBC article where a Facebook moderator they they talk about how every day was a nightmare because this content. I cannot imagine. Um, no. Possibly the 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 absolute horror of having to yeah. go through that type of content. I, I could well, so, And that. some of the crap that get and not crap as in poor quality, but some of the awful stuff that gets lo- loaded up there on a supposedly you know open platform is shockingly bad. You're right. I, th- I thought you said you hadn't seen Jav's TikTok account. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, I'm like definitely a- moving on now. Yeah, definitely moving on now. I don't. I don't want to think about Jav's jiggling breasts anymore. Why not? Uh, Right. So, um, you, you, both of you, you've got uh, CIWSPs, haven't you? Certainly do. And have you got other qualifications like with ISACA or anything like that? Uh, I do. Yes. Yeah. I I had a SANS GAC GWAPT, but I let that. You gave that up far too easily, Jav. GAC GWAPT. Knickknack, paddywhack. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you mean? I gave that up too easily. Well, just the hassle of getting it in the first place. You may as well just keep it. Like, I just know. resit the exam. I'm not resitting the exam. I, I don't know how I passed it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's let's get back on topic. So so and and we all have the and we we complain about having to do the CPEs every year. We complain about having to pay them money. Um, or at least the hassle of putting it through on expenses in Andy's case. We complain about, you know, the the organisations themselves and IC Squared are one of those at the moment, and uh, we're not going to touch on that just yet. So, um, and and also it's kind of like one of those things where you feel like you have to have it in order to proceed in, 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 in your industry, in your chosen career. Well, 
Not to dilute this any further, but the CII SEC and ISE squared have announced a pilot, a pilot participant partners to assess candidates under a pilot program for chartered cyber professionals. That was a bit of a mouthful. So the mm -hmm. UK Cybersecurity Council has announced it is set to usher in the country's first chartered cyber professionals through a pilot scheme. Now, I know when you we first heard about this, Andy, the first thing you said was shut up and take my money, right? But <laughs> well, it's, exactly. It's like, <laughs> how many more of these things do we need? Uh, you know, another standard, another certification. It, it's, it just reminds me of the XKCD comic uh, of, you know, oh, there's far yeah. too many different standards for, I can't remember what it was, Java or whatever. There's, you know, we've got, we've got 13 different standards what we need to do is to start unifying them and then six months later we've got 14 different standards you know yeah. this is this is too yeah. many and this is exactly what this is uh, you know uh, it it's just seems to be a money-making exercise at the end of the day um i was on a a, a preparation call for a uh, a podcast that i'm doing later this this uh, that i'm guesting on later this month uh, uh the other day and it was talking about ISE Squared saying that there's 2.7 million unfilled InfoSec roles, blah, 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 blah. And just said, you know, you've got to think about, you know, who's saying this. ISE Squared are saying this because they want to sell certifications to people so they feel they can become the professionals to fill their gap. This is a very similar thing. This is, a, this is to my mind, rather cynical... Um, you know, money-making exercise more than anything else, especially as in the UK there's already a you know a, a, a chartered or the British Computer Society is already chartered, of which there is a strong security uh, function in there. Why not combine with them so at least that we're not sort of over-duplicating things here? So this just seems to be just a very cynical money grab again, as far as I'm concerned, and it's annoying. Annoying that I'm going to have to fork out more money and take another exam. Yeah. Well, um, I painfully agree with you, Tom. <laughs> it's I don't see really what the value here is uh, for who and to who. Uh, for, for, Except for, starters, for, for a chartership the, means the something money. in other in other professions because it proves that you're competent in doing something to a certain degree. Uh, cybersecurity is so broad. I mean, how are you gonna, you know, someone could be a, a, a really good web app pen tester. Are they gonna be chartered to the same level as someone who, who, who's great at GRC or third yeah. party assurance? And they all fall under the same banner or someone that's a, a developer or someone that's a CISO. Uh, and, I, and I think this is where- Well, they're gonna and, expand and it, I'm sure. Yeah, they'll probably expand it, and they talk about helping create more more direct routes into employment and everything. And it's just ask about face. This is not the right way to go about it. Um, we, what we need is better um, better ways to attract talent into the industry. We need like more apprenticeships or more like you know career yeah. paths for people who, who who want to move from a, from an adjacent career into cyber and uh, make it easier like that i mean having these kinds of things you're just burdening people with like false hopes more debt and then they're still going to be stuck without a job for a period of time yeah yeah completely agree completely agree more internships more apprenticeships more routes into into the industry that's what they should be working on rants of the week
We are officially the most entertaining content amongst our peers. How do you like them apples? <laughs> are you going to redo all the jingles with that on the end? Yes. <laughs> I, I, I think that would be worth every penny. Yeah. Right, Jav, it's over to you to talk about your favourite cyber criminal of the, of the week. It's you and... <laughs> You just like... So the first story, and I, I read this, and there's a film called Walking Tall. It's got the rock in it, and it's based on a true story of like one of these army vets that came back to his small town in the US, and it's run by a corrupt sheriff, and you know he's in bed with all the big developers and what have you, and they jump big him, and, and he takes him to court, and then he wins, and then he gets appointed as sheriff. And uh, there's a scene, he walks into the, 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 the sheriff's office, and uh, he gets the badge and the and then he looks to everyone there and he goes you're all fired <laughs> and they all walk out and it's all like one of those <laughs> badass moments in the movie and uh, i was reminded of that today as uh, i imagine elon musk <laughs> walked into the <laughs> twitter headquarters <laughs> with uh, with a sink of all with things <laughs> saying let that sink in <laughs> and uh, he walked in and he fired most of the execs um, I'm sure in his mind he thought he was being really cool and edgy like The Rock. In reality, it was a bit of a dick move, but I still think it's a Billy Big Balls move to do it at that level, <laughs> to, to have that much money where you really do not care and you can walk in and do that. I just have to give my hat tip to that. Man. So he fired like quite, he fired the CEO, the CFO, and general counsel, didn't he? It was like the top execs of the company. Yeah. yeah. Just like Jeez, that, the one. ones who actually know the business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I find that stunning. I find that stunning that on day one, you know, it's not like you know all he's had is he's he's done a little bit of due diligence, and in fact, not even that much, right? From what we can make out, he bought it so he didn't have to go to court because I'm not convinced he actually particularly wants it. No, he's his running first his mouth move too much. is to fire those, you know, the as you say, the three most senior execs who know the business. Come on, he's he's just doing this for publicity. Yeah. What a him. So yeah, it doesn't surprise me you applaud him, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I you know what, I don't really have much sympathy for the CEO. I think he was way over his head. He he didn't come across as a nice person and he tried to throw Mudge under the bus and you know, I think I'm more inclined to believe Mudge than him just from all the facts that have come out. So anyway, Moving on to the next Billy Big Ball story <laughs> off, off the, the day. I think we're, we're all coming in twos today. Um, passwords. It's like Noah's Ark. Yeah, passwords, Yeah. Passwords are one of those things you don't talk about in security, a bit like politics and religion, because no one really agrees on what passwords, how they should be, <laughs> how they should be formed, what constitutes yeah. a strong password, how, how quickly they should be rotated. 16 characters rotate every 90 days yeah. special character uppercase lowercase no yeah. sequential letters no sequential 26 characters no sequential yeah. can't repeat any characters <laughs> no reusing of character in the passwords ever yeah. if anyone in the planet has ever thought of that word it's not applicable any <laughs> yeah exactly. yeah yeah so apple is killing the password um so oh, they, password they, killer 
<laughs> yeah, Apple, the password killer. Uh, I think Apple is, uh, they, they, they're trying to recreate that image of like, we're the underdog, we're David going up against Goliath. You know, we <laughs> and, and we're just a three trillion dollar yeah. David. Apple, yeah. that well-known underdog. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. exactly. <laughs> David with his nine hundred lawyers standing behind him. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> 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 brilliant. So, um, you know, th with the latest uh, iOS sixteen update and uh, Mac OS Ventura next month. Uh, the software will this include month. password replacement known as passkeys for iPhones, iPads, and iMacs, or Macs. I, I, I can't remember what they're called now. Anyway, uh, passkeys now allow you to log into apps and websites or create new accounts without having to create, memorize, or store a password. The password, the passkey is made up of a cryptographic key pair, replaces your traditional password and is synced across the iCloud's keychain. It has the potential to eliminate passwords and improve your online security, replacing insecure passwords and bad habits. Um, so uh, how does this work then? So if I, I'm like, I, I'm going to just eat, right? I'm going to buy some food and just eat asked me to log in. And I I put in my you know email address and password one two three four. Like what, what's different? I don't here? think it does that in the first place. I think what it's using is the um, is the Apple keychain or the you know the, the yeah the Apple keychain to store all those details and it will in encrypt and recode those so that they're not even accessible. Yeah, a bit so like when you do log on with Apple. It's or basic, sign in with Apple. Basically. So when you create an account, you can use a pass key instead of a password. And essentially, my understanding is that you're just using your face ID or touch ID to do that. Yeah. And, and it does everything in the background for, for you. So next time you go to that website, you just use your biometrics to log in rather than typing in anything. So how is that different to now, right? When I go to the site, it's already got my details pre-filled because I've yeah. got them stored in my phone. So it's not going to be using pre-filled credentials. It's it's tied to that particular phone and your biometrics on that phone. So you know how now it relies on the other end. Yeah. So right. so nowadays, e even now, you can go to a website and you can switch on the authenticate me using biometrics. So it still has that ID and password in the background in case you forget yeah. your biometrics or whatever. But it, it speeds up the process. So I think it, this is all based on the the Fido guidance and framework and everything so it's not like they they it's something radically new they're just eliminating right. account creation process gotcha so everyone has to support this this isn't just a, that's exactly something that apple's forced right okay so yeah. apple's done a really good job of marketing this yes to sort what? of say look we're we're the password killers but you actually need everyone to get on board yeah, but, uh, but they are using the open standards of the FIDO Alliance, though. So, for instance, um, you know, Google, Microsoft, Meta, Amazon—they they will are all working on this as well. Yeah. I think Apple are just right. you know putting the news out there first. Right. So if I go to Just Eat on my phone, I'm sorted because it's like an iPhone. If I'm at home and I'm on my Mac, it's all good. If I'm in the office using a Windows machine. 
that's not going to work yet. I still not, have to go back no, to the old username no, and password. Still now. waiting for Microsoft. Although Microsoft have made some big strides in in passwordless stuff as well, haven't they? With their Windows Hello and stuff like that. They have. They have. Um, but I think what the key to this is, <clears throat> is that this isn't an Apple standard or a Microsoft standard or a Google standard or whatever. This is an open standard that can easily be adopted across the board. And it's not going to happen overnight, obviously, but there is now some kind of move towards or some kind of realistic move towards, you know, a passwordless environments. Right. Yeah. And I think more than the, the passwordless nature and like if we put that aside, I think what this is really, really good for is a better user experience. I think that's the key thing here. Security comes as a byproduct. The thing that yeah. will cause people to adopt this is the convenience that now you can go to a website and just, you know, scan your face and boom, accounts created, sorted, secured, and as long as you're currently within that Apple ecosystem, it will be all fine. It does put more burden on the uh, the keychain remaining secure. And I know a lot of people have some issues with like uploading secrets to the keychain to allow them to synchronize across your devices and what have you. But um, you know, though, that's just the, the way it is. But I, I, I think that it's it's really about that that user experience. If we can make that frictionless and people can just like easily create accounts and easily just like authenticate and and do what they need to do, I think that is is the real uh, real yeah. deal here. And this is it, this is a, you know I definitely agree with this as a as a Billy Big Balls because to to openly say we're now going to be doing this and supporting it it does take a company of someone like Apple or and or Microsoft and or Google to get behind something like this. Indeed, mm. indeed. I don't know. I still think in three years' time we'll still be getting that password killer. Well, I tell we, you what, we will. I think so. I think you're right. I wouldn't be surprised because there are so many aspects to this to to get it to work and collaboration and everything. And and the thing is, these things sound great until you lose a device or you have to log in through some other means or you're traveling and something happens. That's when you really see how good or effective some of these things are. So. I think we'll still have a need for passwords. It won't replace every password immediately, but I, I think we'll get a yeah. portion of passwords uh, taken out. And um, this, there, there was... Sorry, go on, Tom. I was going to say, this does feel like, though, the first solid step in, in the direction of actual end users being able to use something like this, though. Well, it... it like you said, I think it's it's the first good marketing push we've had publicly. It's all about the marketing, right? For this, if you don't yeah. market it, who's going to know about it? And who's going to get excited about it? Yeah, yeah. Just So just to tie into this, just the last part and, and the user experience, there's, uh, Ian Levy was the director uh, at NCSE and he's leaving after a long time working for the NCC and GCHQ. And he wrote a really good blog post. And uh, he... he, he one of the points, he had 10 points on it, and one of the points was about incentives. And he goes, like, we need to think about that, the right incentives. And he goes, say you, you are looking to switch to a broadband provider, a new broadband provider, and there's two options. And one of them sends you a 60-page PDF or document, and it talks about how they secure the MPLS network and how the fiber is net, network managed and how it's switched and all that kind of thing. 
and the other one offers you free Netflix for a year. Yeah. Who are you going to yeah. go with? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, so I think that's what we need to think about. We need to meet people uh, where, where they are. That, that's the other thing. I saw another post on LinkedIn. I, I don't know why I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn this week. But um, someone said that dis- uh, you need to meet people where they are, not expect them to meet you where you are, which is what I think. Yeah. I, I thought that was such a good way because security always tries to force people to, to their standards. And they said Disney done a, done the research into how long people are willing to carry rubbish for before they're going to dump it. And based on that data is how they positioned all their, their bins around their parks <laughs> so that yeah. people get to a bin <laughs> within that minute or two that they're willing to carry their rubbish for. Um, well, it's like the desire parts, isn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. So I think if, if we yeah. can do more of that, we, we need... Obviously, we need to secure stuff in the background, but I think we need to think more of how do we make the journey easier for the people actually using this on a day-to-day basis? And that's where the biggest balls are. Pains me to say it, but I completely agree with you, Jeff. Completely agree. And on that bombshell... Billy Big Balls of the Week. This one's for you, Andy. Feeling overloaded with actionable information? Yep. Fed up receiving well-researched, factual security content? Yes. Ask your doctor if the Host Unknown podcast is right for you. Always read the label, never double-dose on episodes. Side effects may include nausea, eye-rolling and involuntary swearing in anger. How do you like them apples? Do you know what? That wasn't the that wasn't the jingle I thought that was going to play. <laughs> so maybe I'll get it right next time. <laughs> and talking of next time, it is now that next time. What time is it, Andy? It is that time of the show where we head over to our news sources over at the InfoSec PA Newswire, who have been very busy bringing us the latest and greatest security news from around the globe. <laughs> Industry news. DHL replaces LinkedIn as most imitated brand in phishing attempts. Industry news. ICO warns of immature biometric tech. Industry news. C-Tickets discloses major credit card breach. Industry news. London's new cyber resilience centre set to fight cybercrime in the capital. Industry news. Hive Ransomware Group leaks data stolen in Tata Power Cyber Attack. Industry News. Medibank backtracks. All customer data was exposed to hackers. Industry <laughs> News. GitHub bug exposed repositories to hijacking. Industry News. White House launches chemical sector security sprint. Industry News. LinkedIn unveils new security features to tackle fraud. Industry news. And that was this week's... Industry news. Huge, if true. Huge. Huge. So LinkedIn's new security features, is that where they just rebrand people as DHL? (laughs) Yes, I... I'm actually uh, interested because every time I log into LinkedIn, it asks me to put in my phone number. And I'm like, hell no. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
I once actually did that by mistake. This is like years and years ago. Did it take and all your contacts? It took all my contact contacts them? and yeah. then it populated my calendar with everyone's birthdays and it, yeah. it was just such Screw a mess. That. And Even the thing now, is, once you've yep. got those birthdays in your calendar, you can't get rid of the bloody things. No. Yeah. I would happily... I can't even tell what their new features are. Yeah, it's... it's they're using... <laughs> Artificial... Uh, they're saying AI and powered deep learning model made with AI-based synthetic image generation technology. So they've outsourced it to Columbia then? Yeah. They're paying someone $10 a month to, or day, <laughs> a day to, to look at photos and see is this a real or not. Yeah. Right. So this is... Oh, okay, so they're looking to remove fake accounts. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. And adding some warnings for messages that could potentially include phishing. Yeah. Wow. And you know when it comes to like catching up. So we're talking about just password list stuff before. Like how many people actually use password managers? Do you know what I mean? Like and they're relatively easy to copy and paste passwords, transfer them across and you know. That's what I mean. I'm still yeah. I don't know. Sounds good. Just a bit behind the curve, I think, LinkedIn. You can do better considering yeah. your size and resource. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Microsoft, right? So, Microsoft, exactly. Yeah. Why don't you move to passwordless? Go on, do it. <laughs> LinkedIn, hello. <laughs> uh, so it's well, London's new cyber resilience centre set to fight cybercrime in the capital. All I'm seeing in my head are, you know, people in hoodies and jeans and trainers with sort of like swords and shields in their hands running through the streets. Uh, sounds about right, and um, yeah. So I don't know what the CPs are for that, but I'm <laughs> count me in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to get CPEs and your steps in for the day? <laughs> uh, right. Oh, there's two hundred fifty thousand London-based small to medium businesses. Sorry. Wow. There's more than that. They're saying around two hundred fifty thousand London-based SMBs suffered at least one attack or breach in 2021. Hang on, what do, what do they define as an attack? Uh, you know, port Being, scan of the firewall. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> a port scan and then somebody looking at them oddly through the window of their shop. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, this is uh, it's interesting. I, I mean, I don't know. You already have, like, um, action fraud and you have the NCSE and it yeah. just feels like there's more centre. It's like, I don't know who to report stuff to anymore. It's like, what do you do? What do you don't not do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what is what is their remit and why, you know, yeah. it's not clear. When, there was that conference that was on fairly recently at, um, uh, not Earl's Court, uh, just down the road, Olympia. Uh, quite a smallish one. But there was something like three or four different cyber resilience centres. Uh, I think they had the Welsh one there and the London one there and another <laughs> one there. And it's like... Do you, do you guys talk to each other? You know, I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> Swap yeah. information. They're cropping I mean, up like, like B-sides what... conferences. Yeah. <laughs> what's the other thing that you two are part of? That the... Um, what's the... Icecracker? No, the, the uh, small business, um, the NCSE sort of backed... Iasme. Yes, Iasme. And, and uh, yeah. That's Isn't not me, that... that's him. Yeah, weren't you part of it as well? Weren't you? No, no, the cyber. No, it's just Tom. Tom consulted on clients that I happened to audit 
Ah, yeah. right, right, right. So, so no, no backroom dealing going on there, was there? There was literally <laughs> nothing. It was only when like Tom actually said, "That's one of my clients" or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's when you saw Tom coming out the bathroom, you're like, "Andy, what are you doing there?" <laughs> 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 so Andy's got one leg in his trousers. <laughs> Oh dear. But yeah, no, there are lots of. But you know what? I asked me to their credit, and not just them, NCSE, because there were four, or they went up to five bodies that could issue cyber essentials. Uh, and the NCSE actually combined them all and said, no, only one of you will take this forward. And it was IASME. And it was IASME that was chosen, yeah. yeah. And so now all the other bodies, um, you know, who were there, they, they all tuck under IASME. Um, yeah. It's impressive. So it can be done. It can be consolidated. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's that's a really good um, comparison. Actually, you just need some kind of direction from, you know, from somewhere in authority to bang their heads together and tell them yeah. to sort it out. Yeah, there's a big tender process and everything. And uh, I think it was Quest was one of the bodies. Mm. Um, and obviously, because they used to sell pen tests alongside the certification. Yeah. yeah. So they were really unhappy at losing. Um, you know, if you went through a Quest body, you always got a pen test with it. Um, obviously, a, a bit more of a cost. But, yeah, they were pretty unhappy with, with losing that status. But it was a fair process. And, you know, people said, look, this has to be achievable. This is what the, yeah. you know, the mandate is. And <clears throat> yeah. this is the best agree. company for it. I was just looking at the Hive ransomware group leaks data stolen mm. in Tata Power cyber attack. And uh, it, was, it was quite interesting because Tata Power got hit and I was like, shit, that, that probably caused lots of power outages. So I spoke to one of my Indian friends and he laughed. He goes, like, we always get power outages regardless of whether there's, there's a cyber attack or <laughs> not. Tell. Yeah, there's three or four a day, right? Yeah, at least. Yeah, it's, it's, it's business as usual, mate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know what? So I used to... Um, when I worked at a place that had uh, an Indian office that would uh, often do audits, um, you know, when they got audited by clients, you know, that this team would always stand up and present the evidence. And if it was a virtual audit, say typically you'd do a two day audit, they would always book three days just to account for power outages and things like that. You know, it really? could happen on either side. Yeah. So like where it would be a two day audit anywhere else, they would literally book three days um, in the Mumbai office um, just just in case there's outages. That's and interesting. It's entirely normal practice. That's that's interesting because everywhere I've worked in India, they've either you know got standby generators that are, are are there for when the power kicks out, or the entire campus generates its own electricity. Interesting. Well, like I say, this is you know the the outage could be on either side. It could be on the auditor or auditor. Oh, side. true. If it's on the auditor side, yeah, 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 yeah but. Yeah, so you know, part part of our ISO certification was being toured around these these um, basements with huge mahusive generators in them. Yeah, just permanently Fits running. In. Yeah, yeah. So one one mm. story that isn't there, and speaking of big mahusive stuff, um, the NHS is looking for a chief information security officer. So a, oh, a yeah. national CISO. Uh, Applications closed uh, out Wednesday, sixteenth November. So, Tom, I think you know. If, Not on uh, that salary. Uh, One hundred and fifty yeah, so. grand they will pay. Um, you probably have yeah. to wait six hours before you're allowed access into your office, but um, yeah. that's just the nature of the NHS. 
Sorry, that was a terrible one. But uh, <laughs> I, I do not know who would want to take this job. Whoever takes it, I wish them the best of luck. Uh, if I it's a national one, it would seem to me to be a more more of a executive stroke political stroke public role yes, than yes. a you know hands on CISO role. Do you want to spend time in Parliament ask, answering questions like? Um, I yeah, I think Dido that's what it comes Harding. down to. Dido Harding. And yeah. would you like to get your budget cut without any discussion whatsoever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, by the brand new, um, you know, treasurer or treasury, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and it sits within the digital policy unit within Is that NHS Nadine Doris? Oh, no, not anymore. Not no. anymore. She's... So it, it, you're the NC zone. You sit within the DPU, which is itself part of the NHSE, which uh, you can already see the red tape here, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, someone like well, you, just sit Tom, back and so... do nothing and, yeah. you know. It would be ideal for you, Tom. You could just literally live in the in the red tape zone for for the, for the next like whatever three years you have to live or whatever. I'm laughing because I'm I'm thinking about just that. <laughs> you might even be able to edit and publish this podcast on time. Well, yeah, if we're not delaying by eight hours in a day, I mean, for goodness sake, it's, it's See, ten past six on, NHS on a Friday. Time. We're already on NHS times. <laughs> right on that note and uh obviously delayed by by many many minutes that was this week's industry news in 2021, you voted us the most entertaining cybersecurity content amongst our peers. In 2022, you crowned us the best cybersecurity podcast in Europe. You are listening to the double award winning Host Unknown podcast. How'd you like them apples? Yes. Hey. Finally um, got I, it. Finally got it. But I will just quickly say on that job, it comes with a civil service pension. Uh, which has an average employer contribution of 27%. What? So that's the average. So whatever you put in, you will expect, you know, 27% on top of that. I'm guessing you could probably get more the more you uh, put in yourself. That could be perfect for a newly single man like myself. <laughs> it could. It could. If only you, you know, weren't past retirement age already, hey? Yeah. I mean, what, what is it? Liz Trust, she was in office as PM for what, 45 days, and she gets a, yeah, a pension K. now, 115 grand a year pension? Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't No, no, that's 115K salary. Oh, ongoing salary, yeah. To, yeah. 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 But yeah. I think, doesn't she have to pay for her own security and stuff for that out of that? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. People won't remember her as. Prime Minister. No. Let's <laughs> be exactly. fair. She blend in. Had right. one night stands last longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on that note, it's time for this week's Sweet of the Week. And we always play that one twice. Sweet of the Week. And I shall take us home with this one. And this is a tweet which I just thought was simple and I loved it. And it was in response to New York Post uh, who posted... The New York Post has been hacked. We're currently investigating the cause. And uh, some person called uh, 61 Yard just replied, quite simply, 
The reason people get hacked is because somebody else found out their passwords and stuff. Hope that helps. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's it. Just simple and effective. And you know what? 61 um, post or 61 yard is not wrong. No? No, no. I mean, probably, yeah. people will spin it to say this was a sophisticated, sophisticated nation hack. state. <laughs> <laughs> Significant resources. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, uh, well, yeah it turns out know, I bet someone used the same password elsewhere. To buy the Twinkies that kept the teenager fed throughout the three hours <laughs> they spent on it. Yeah. yeah, it's probably the same password they use on Just Eat or uh, any other site. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's New York Post... One, two, yeah. three. <laughs> NY post, but the zero instead of an O. Yeah. <laughs> and, a, and a five instead of an S. Yeah. Exclamation mark. Yeah. <laughs> if they're really secure, they might put 2022 at the end. So just for their annual. Oh, <laughs> someone's, someone's got cyber security training. I know. No, you're assuming it that they actually changed it this year. It's actually got 2021 at the end of it. <laughs> 2019. That was the last time anyone was in the office to change it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Very good. Very good. Thank you, Andy. Tweet of the week. Well, we made it. We made it. Thank you, gentlemen, for uh, your contributions today. You're oh, thank you. Slightly later. I will take my um, my share of the blame for that. Your share? <laughs> I was suggesting starting hey, 15 I, minutes later. You suggested eight hours later. I am man enough to admit that mistakes were made. And, uh, you know. You're a fighter, not a quitter. I'm a fighter, not a quitter. <laughs> you, you two remind me of, like, um, the George Bush... The Mitchell Tony brothers, Blair go and say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, George Bush and Tony Blair, when they were in power and the Iraq invasion happened, the amount of backpack it's like Bush would get out there and he would actually look really pleased just to be able to make it to the end of a sentence without forgetting <laughs> what he was saying. That's you, Tom, by the way. <laughs> and, and Andy's doing his best Tony Blair spin of like, mistakes were made, I'm profoundly sorry, but still it was the right decision. <laughs> Uh, I stand by my decision. <laughs> I, for one, am glad we have a brown person in office now and uh, we'll soon sort out this whole country once and for all. When you say now, you mean for now. <laughs> yeah. For now, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's almost November. It's almost November. Exactly, exactly. Right, Jav, thank you very much, sir, for your time today. Uh, thank you, always. You're and welcome. Andy, thank you, sir. Stay secure, my friends. Stay secure. You've been listening to the Host Unknown podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, comment and subscribe. If you hated it, please leave your best insults on our Reddit channel. Worst episode ever. R slash smashing security. It's quarter past six. I'm buggered if I'm going to edit this one. <laughs> it's going live, isn't it? It's pretty much going live. There's I don't a, think there's a, anything controversial said, so... No, it was a bit of talking over each other, but that's normal, right? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and, and organic. Top, Can we rebrand it the Organic Podcast? Yeah. Okay, I've got to make sure I, I type that right. <laughs> <laughs> and Tom, like, putting a jingle on and then forgetting to come back for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. 
if you're the tallest, the smallest.